The next thing I saw was this. When the lamb had said the word uncertainty, I heard one of the four <sighs> living creatures say in a voice like thunder, Come! And as I watched, there was a white horse. Its rider was holding a used tissue. He was given a mask, and he went off canceling conventions, and to end more of them. Number save us. When the lamb said the word correction, I heard the second living creature say, Come! And another horse went out, fiery red this time. Its rider was given permission to take iPhones away from the market so that people would kill one another. He was given a great manifest. Number, we have failed you. Number is falling. Why? When the lamb said the word recession, I heard the third living creature say, Come! As I watched, there was a black horse. Its rider held a pair of scales in his hand. I heard something like a voice coming from the midst of the four living creatures. Twenty a barrel, said the voice, and stocks for bargain basement prices. But don't ruin the majors and futures. The sacred line I have not spent. When the lamb said the word crash, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come! As I looked, there was a pale horse, and its rider's name was Death. A depression followed along behind him. They were given authority over a quarter of the earth to kill with the mask, and with scales, and with layoffs, and by means of Earth's wild investors. <sighs> Forgive me, fairy. We have sinned against you. Can it ever tell me to bring it back? Come back, please! Give me a circuit breaker, for we are falling fast. We've thrown all five. <sighs> the fairy, it's not coming. Where is the fairy? Good morning to all you freaks out there. This is Dr. Spider calling in from Chop Shop Economics. And today, we're going to be talking about exactly why the Four Horsemen have ridden across this economy. And with me, of course, is St. Helen, your uh, fiery brimstone preacher today. I'm here just to make sure you all know you're going to financial hell. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? We yep. are all in hell. Um, I am Ms. Silver, and there is no silver anymore. There is none. It's all been bought. Um, and it's over, people. It's over. Um, we live in the zone now. We've only thought we lived in the zone. Now we live in the zone. 
Yeah, you, you know what they used to say back in the day, like the right on the edges of maps, like here there be monsters. Like that's where we are, right? Yeah, we are yeah. off the map. Oh, we're definitely, and it's like you're. We're looking at a crash that's so bad that they're shoveling. What is it? Did they say one trillion a day? For the next week, they're going to yeah. throw like an entire. They're going to be throwing an entire two thousand nine bailout into a day yeah every day for a week just yeah it's how can how can that be sustained and what's so insane about this is the way they're doing it is they're putting it forward as loans coming from the federal reserve that normally banks would be lending to each other on a daily basis just to basically keep the books balanced for the creation of new lending like these loans always are started in the morning and usually paid off by close of business and are backed by treasury bonds. So the fact <laughs> that the Federal Reserve is going, well, we're just going to like dump like a trillion dollars a day into this market to keep it from completely dying means that private banks are no longer trusting loans backed by the most stable financial asset in the modern economy. Well, oh god and that that is why, like and that's why the banks are well that's not why the banks but uh and the reason why... why the banks aren't trusting that is because there's nothing backing them anymore <laughs> like yeah it's like this is gonna have to continue indefinitely isn't it well, like, there well, it, it can't the idea is that it's backed by the idea of future growth you know what like, growth? This is like, what this is growth exactly. Uh, when when the banks are like making these projections now, they're not looking at two percent growth a year with one point eight percent inflation. You know, they're not looking at that anymore. What they're looking at is a twenty four percent quarterly loss in GDP. Yeah. To be fair, that's only one bank, but let's. But J P Morgan is still predicting 14 percent and yeah and this is like still more than any single quarter during depression so uh, like this that would be like the most that's in a that is the most even on the low end if jp morgan's conservative estimate is at all accurate that means the next quarter is going to see more economic deterioration than ever happened during the great depression at its absolute worst like and this is something uh, that no one has any uh, living memory of at all. Like, it, this, this is like is, 2008. It, it dropped, just dropped by, by like 1%. Yeah. It yeah. was not a, yeah. That, that was 2000. That was 2008. And that this is like 14% is worse than the Great Depression. 24% is approaching like the collapse of the Soviet Union in terms of how bad this. What is happening was. right now is the worst disaster capitalism has ever faced. Yeah. yeah this is a like uh, well to like and the thing to really like wrap your brain around how utterly fucked and bad this whole thing is is when we're talking about the fed dumping a trillion dollars a day to keep these financial markets solvent because everything's completely in free fall we're talking about the fed dropping a stack of hundred dollar bills that if you laid it out and could actually make this work, it would be around 631 miles high, which is like about twice the altitude of International Space Station. 
give or take. Yeah, it's so that they're, they're literally dumping a ton of money every day into the market on top of the three mountains of money that Wall Street has already to like spark up their fucking cigars or something. Yeah, no, they. <laughs> We bought a 15-minute rally. (laughs) The most expensive Viagra ever. Brokering these piles of money, like the the Fed is just like, okay, well, here's a here's like a hanger full of money, Mister Wall Street. What are you gonna do with it? And then just lights the match and throws it on it. Like it's just, (sighs) it's because there's nothing under it because it's so. Yeah, all it's doing is like it. Okay, so what is... All this growth has been paper growth. It's all been, like, bullshit money since 2008. Yeah. So yeah. all... Bullshit been, money, bullshit jobs. But Nothing because the is... bullshit money kept it all going, and the non kept the non-bullshit stuff going, too, like, this is, like, the market is dropping debt. The... last. <laughs> <laughs> All economic growth in Western Europe and the United States since the late 70s, not all, most economic growth, has been paper growth. We notice the takeover of the service economy. It's not actually increasing production very much. What it is, is increasing revenues from production elsewhere. Yeah. And what happens is when they lose that ownership over it, when they lose, what now has happened is that there's like five levels above ownership of production. And Mm -hmm. we're just dropping down a level like every week, just another level is being just cut out. And that's like a whole section of the economy. And that's what funds, like it does trickle down and create this like, economy where like 20 percent of workers are restaurant workers or something you know where you can have eight white men own more money than half like the bottom half of the entire yeah and yeah like we're talking fucking god money here yeah we're we're talking that like these people have these huge amounts of money that are largely not real you know yeah. what's happening is that the distribute the distribution of resources in America is being governed by the dollar of course and mm-hmm. there's just so many dollars floating around that everyone has been able to just have jobs and be alive uh, but, but all now these those... dollars are debt and coming out of credit so this isn't yeah. like People aren't getting paid. They're having to borrow to stay ahead. Yeah, and so what's happened is just that, like, these investors have noticed that, like, profit is gone. Like, you're not making profit from having money anymore. So what you need to do is... Well, you're not making profit by having assets anymore. So what you need to do is just get rid of these assets as fast as you can while people are still willing to pay for them. Yeah. So you can just live off the money. It's running the market like a chop shop. That's all you're doing. You're just carving up assets and selling them on the market 
and seeing how much you can hawk that shit for. And then you're hiding people's money in offshore bank accounts. It's a gigantic Ponzi scheme. And it's the fund, the foundations of it are collapsing in a way that is like. The, yeah. This is probably. I mean, like the. 24% growth, like loss in a single quarter on the outside. If we're going to assume that happens. Like, here's the thing. Like, in 2008, it was just basically that the mortgage-backed security market was entirely fraudulent. Um, and now it's the everything market, pretty much, that is fraudulent. If you dig really deep into the books you may eventually see a link to actual goods and services being provided, but that's buried in layers and layers of derivative bullshit. Well, a, a big part of this is that, like, all of these the economy is they're making, fictionalized. They've, they've been making their money off of these fictionalized derivatives and stuff. That's how they've been, like, staying yeah, alive. Yeah. That's why... So many of these companies are screwed right now because it's all a giant magic trick. They don't actually have like a real profitable business model. I mean, there certainly are like actually asset producing businesses that are actually like being able to function and do stuff and behave the way mm-hmm. a business is normally supposed to. But then you just have this huge like international layer, just of like, and that's the only way to put it because these. Like business structures operate on a global scale, they think in a global fashion, and they have the resources to offer to act that way. I mean, look at Rupert fucking Murdoch. He dominates four major media markets by himself. One guy, one guy's company, Bloomberg owns yeah. financial news, lock, stock, and barrel. This is like these are people yeah. who exercise enormous amounts of power. Because of all this fake money, the yeah. things holding up that fake money are now custom. And yeah, like ultimately, I do think that it comes down to the idea of transitioning to a post industrial service economy is predicated upon this huge faith in financial markets to basically run mm-hmm. everything and provide unlimited credit to everyone. Because when you get down to just like really the core of an economy of like people being able to survive people don't require like graphic designers and uh marketing executives and app developers and stuff to survive or at least not anywhere yeah. near the scale that it exists. Yeah. Like it's yeah. It's and like, so much of that is so much of the service economy is based upon just unlimited funding towards all of these um not even creative outlets, but these service things, these just having everyone be able to get everything delivered and uh, things like that. It, is, you know? it, it it basically assumes you can move industry somewhere, automate it sufficiently that 
you don't need to worry about like like yeah. paying the pores where you're at, if nothing else, because those pores have a nasty tendency to get like uppity ideas about being treated like human beings and all that like nonsense that the pores aren't supposed to have. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. And, and like, and nothing better shows how fucked this all is than what's happening in the oil market. Yeah, like, exactly. It's so like because like we said last week this and as we said like a couple weeks back too like so what you're seeing that's happening in the oil market is prices hit $20 a barrel for like a brief this last week and this is oil that is at levels that most of the oil industry in the United States cannot be profitable at at such prices it is most of the oil industry in the world can't be profitable yeah and the reason it's happening is because Saudi Arabia and Russia got into a dick measuring contest over market share and decided the best way to resolve it was to measure each other's respected members by using sausage grinders. Oh, delicious. Yeah. What a what a what an evocative <laughs> turn of phrase. Because <laughs> uh. no matter who wins, they still both are gonna lose. Like this is still gonna crater their foreign exchange. It's going to totally destroy their yeah. ability to do anything other than handle basic services. Like other oil countries are probably going to collapse. Like there's going to be like at least a few governments are going to fall over this. But you know, at least we're probably going to find out pretty soon who's got the most penis left. Oh yeah, yeah. And Saudi Arabia—that's a country with a lot of left. <laughs> Not having tourism and, uh, you know, the Hajj, you know, where millions of Muslims go to Mecca every year in Saudi Arabia. That's shut down. Um, And oil prices just dropping and then, no, everything's going to go fine with Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and Russia's going to totally be fine, too. I mean, it's not like they're throwing away money and high-priced military goods in Syria. Or funding a running insurgency in Donbass, or like throwing around money to like bribe American lobbyists. It's like motherfucker. That's really easy. It's called you set up a pack. It takes five minutes. Yeah, you don't need the whole goddamn former KGB that shit, dude. Uh, but you know, I mean, and trying to maintain like a bloated military establishment and keep people from wanting to chop his head off so yeah i'm sure he'll be fine oh yeah no this musical chair is getting really sticky with blood right now (laughs) yeah we're looking at at some bad stuff like uh you know like even apple who is looking to buy disney now i guess but uh that's another whole thing um Holy shit, our cyberpunk mascot is fucking Mickey. Yeah, no, it's going to be Mickey Mouse in a turtleneck and jeans. Uh, no. Oh, God! Um, okay. Oh, where would you like to go today? But, yeah, no. That was Microsoft. The, uh, the iPhone, <laughs> the new iPhone that we talked about a couple episodes ago that was not going well, uh, it's been canceled. That's just okay. So I'll I'll walk you all through this. What happened is, in theory, iPhone nine production has resumed. 
the problem is is that they can't hold a media event for it because no one will go no one can go because you know the entire state of california is locked down we'll we'll get to that but remember that for now because that's important because chad newsome yes so the problem is is they have all these iphones stacking up in boxes and uh, as we said before like iphone 8s they stopped producing those like a couple months ago uh, because all of that capacity had to be redirected production of the iPhone 9. So they can't just make more iPhone 8s to tide everyone over. So what they said was the iPhone 9 is delayed indefinitely. Okay. It's delayed indefinitely because they don't have a launch event they can do it at. WWDC is now online. So journalists so will not Southwest is gone. Yeah. Journalists will not get to see the new iPhone. Uh, they can't launch it at the physical stores. Online is looking very iffy right now. Essentially, they're gonna have to punt this event all the way to the normal event for mainline iPhone launches in quarter free that's what they're looking at and that's optimistic wow so that's like meanwhile while all of this <laughs> okay so while all so of they're this... gonna eat shit they have ex... so apple has accepted they're gonna eat a pile of shit <laughs> oh yes but that's this is not all the shit they're eating this is like if they lost their budget iphone like fine whatever we'll we'll figure something out here's the real problem the iphone 12 like the iphone 9 is done they've already done final validation it is a product that is ready to go they just can't launch it because everything in the supply chain is fucked so it doesn't matter that if they have like a couple million in a warehouse somewhere they can't ship them and so they can't launch them because they uh, they won't be able to assure they have enough for everyone uh, for every store, w- which all those stores are closed. By the way, all of those stores are fucking closed now. Yeah, yeah. So that blunts the impact of a launch. But that's not the worst part. The iPhone 12, right now, um, according to the normal schedule for an iPhone launch for a product launch of this type, which takes like this takes a couple of years to develop a phone. So we're about halfway through. We are at the design for manufacturing stand milestone. Basically, they have some prototypes. Now they're you know they're trying to turn this into a working product. They need to actually build out a line, assemble a few, see if the whole process works, iterate on that line. And to do that, they need engineers there. Okay, so they need to... How the fuck... (laughs) So they need to get engineers to China. Yes, and that is impossible right now. Even if they could leave the state, which they can't... They can't leave the country because the State Department's declared level four for all international... Yeah. Yeah. And 
And then you basically have to travel to Wuhan province and several other places that have been heavily affected by the coronavirus. And then and only then do you get to actually sit down and do the work. So nothing is happening on the iPhone 12 launch. It's dead in the water because if they can't bring the engineers there to actually do the design for manufacture work, nothing happens. Nothing. Mm-hmm. There's one of those few things in this industry that you cannot do remotely. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's like those engineers were supposed to be over there like two, three weeks ago. Oh. This is not happening on time. So their big launch event in the fall is maybe they will get to ship the iPhone 9. They will not get to ship their next generation handset. And that's the one they count on for their profit margin. They're fucked. And that's just one product. That's just one product in one category. And who the fuck is going to be able to pay $1,200 for an iPhone or pay the subsidy for one when the economy is utterly shitting itself? When we're looking at 20% unemployment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're... Like, if you have to replace your iPhone, you're going to be replacing it with, like, a pawn shop 5C or something. With, yeah, you know, a, a bloated a battery. battery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like some kind of refurb with a good battery. Like, you're not going to be dropping money on a new phone. And this is the same for everybody else. This is the same for cars. This is the same for laptops. This is the same for, like, any... For the people who are actually making shit and make money off of making shit, they are facing a massive demand crisis caused by a supply crisis which is now causing supply crises yeah yes yeah what it's it's like a perfect shit yeah and i mean like what what really you know we we can keep going back to this but the problem is just that like our economy is entirely based on just underpaying people to do fake jobs and then supplying them with unlimited credit (laughs) and that's pretty much it that can't and that can't last forever and we were talking about this episode one you know that it can't last forever and then all we needed was this coronavirus to trigger it you know yeah yeah like we didn't think it'd be coronavirus this is like we are having a financial crisis as we are having a supply crisis we are having a price shock crisis with oil we are having a demand crisis. We are like, if you open like a macroeconomic textbook and flip to the section talking about economic crises, this would be all of them are happening at the same oh, yeah. time. Yeah. Around the world. This is like, the, the, you and this, hasn't, the, this has never happened before. We've got liquidity problems. We've got demand problems. We've got supply problems. We've got consumer confidence problems. We've got investor confidence problems. We've got bad debt. I mean, it's all of the problems, all every single problem. And then on top of that, we have the quarantine from Corona. And if we don't do the quarantine, we'll have a collapse of the healthcare system thanks to coronavirus. It's so and and in the middle of all this, there's no way out. And in the middle of all this, of course, you have the predictable and we're about the ones in office for a minute because we'll get to them later. Like, the predictable assholes that you see in the market of people like the fucking vampires at Bain Capital. 
who were like oh, yeah. like a slide deck just went public through I think it was like NPR if I'm remembering right um yeah the slide mm-hmm. deck was public through NPR that Bain Capital is who Mitt Romney used to like run by the way um was salivating at the prospect of getting to asset strip vulnerable companies by the cartload because of coronavirus and the coming economic like they're looking at this going sweet that's like more companies we can buy for bargain vapes and prices load up with bad debt and blow up while we give each other some fat fucking bonuses so we work this is really fascinating because softbank softbank's vision fund basically took them over because they were the primary investor. And for a time, it looked like they might be able to limp through. And then this fucking happened. And the thing of the uh, coronavirus is, like, shared office workspaces, that sounds like a really stupid fucking idea right now. Okay? That is, like, the worst sort of place you could go to that isn't like some crowded bar or something. It is basically just a breeding ground for coronavirus. So what SoftBank can do and probably is doing right now is they're taking me work to the executive toilet. They're going uh, to, you know, shove its head in, drown it, and then say, oh, well, you know, the coronavirus killed it. It's not our fault. And so they get to write off this huge bad asset that's on their books. It like the <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, it really does. it doesn't it's matter. It's all fucking game. Like, you're gonna save one point two billion dollars. Okay, like that's nothing anymore. That's nothing. That's like what? What is even? I mean, venture even... capital doesn't even matter anymore. The, the vision fund is a joke now. Nobody cares. If you want $50 billion, you just ask for it now. You just go, hello, Mr. Federal Reserve. I would like as much money as I can have. <laughs> they just give it to you, 0%. Yeah. Like, I, I would like as much money as I can carry. Yeah. Because, uh, like... Yeah, you just go to the counter and ask... Um, hey, I have a pallet out back by the loading dock. Could you please stick? Just fill it up. You know, a couple pallets of cash. Yeah, just fill the fucking thing up, and they'll do it. Yeah, they'll do it. No questions yeah. asked. And, well, like the thing is, I mean, us proles can't do that, but they can. Well, no one can do that except for like uh, Federal Reserve certified banks. But uh, you know, like the best just part become is your own. Those <laughs> banks can just like they can just get like unlimited zero percent loans but that's not enough the hospitals can't oh yeah the hospitals oh yeah like (laughs) most of the hospitals are going broke because of coronavirus and they're we're looking at the like association of american hospitals asking for 225 billion dollars in bailout that's enough to just buy all the hospitals and nationalize them like it's yeah yeah and they're Just pay the salaries directly off the yeah, books. You may as well. Procure equipment just directly off of GAO yeah. books. It doesn't fucking yeah, matter anymore. Money doesn't Who cares? Who cares? Do the now. Treasury 0% interest loan and have them fucking just, have that $225 billion to buy all of the hospitals. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Just it's, you know, go find that fucking magic money tree that Wall Street seems to have a monopoly on. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the that's something you did. They used K have used to have like money birds before you know they actually killed well, them all. Yeah, that's according to the Tories, and we know how honest they are. But it's yeah, and it's all this, and on top of that, hospitals are looking at basically the the United States might accidentally wind up with an NHS before this is over. Not because anyone planned it, but just because it just sort of happened that way. Um, well, it might be the only way to keep the healthcare system alive. But then again, they might. Like, I, I mean, it's just so... You really it, cannot... It's, you really cannot underestimate the just sheer blind stupidity and craven fucking just selfishness and greed that's true that american politicians have that's true and well that's what like, i'm saying if it happens like like the u.s somehow gets an nhs out of this it'd be more because it'd be the same reason why we got into this mess in the first place if they lost the fucking plot and except this time they're like uh oops we uh, accidentally created a national health care sector whoops yeah uh okay then uh... like i think it would be worth they would accidentally (laughs) fuck up in such a way that that is an end result yeah oh god it'd just be happening because they don't want to see like play carts in the street and like mass graves and shit like the people why because it's a bad look it wouldn't be because they're going as the best way to happen it would be entirely by accident but it could actually happen yeah i mean like I don't know. Like the bills they're putting out now are like it's so funny because they feel they like they're acting like they are like the most decisive extreme acts possible, and it is like sick pay for like single moms with a college degree who owned a business in a fucking means di- economically distant disadvantaged community and made a profit for five years, but had to shut down thanks to coronavirus. Like, that's, like, the kind of level of friggin' oh my god, yeah. shit they're putting yeah, out. Yeah, they've gone, like, full Kamala yeah. brain. Like, yeah, like, it, like the Trump... And I don't care how many K-Hive nonsense... I don't care how many K-Hivers get pissed off by that. Like, this is, this is fucking yeah. bullshit. This means testing or shit. No one cares. No one fucking cares. The entire... Like, the entire state this... of California is effectively in. And that means like 10% of the population of the United States in its most economically productive state are currently under shelter in place orders. I Normal circumstances don't seem to apply anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. And like the friggin' congresswoman from friggin' California Pelosi. is going. Yeah, Pelosi is like acting like uh, she's like, I don't want to be giving checks millionaires right now like just cares no one cares cares? it's a rounding error no one cares money means nothing all the federal reserve is like cheerfully stacking like trillion dollar checks to billionaires and then using them to light cuban cigars yeah it's this is none of it matters anymore that's like, the thing. It. Oh my and god! And for millionaires, billionaires would yeah, and... be couch change anyway. Whatever. Oh god! Like, like maybe they can buy themselves a bottle of champagne or something. I don't. Yeah. I don't care. I don't. I don't give a shit. Okay. And that's like what one shoe thing. Um, I don't know. How much could a thousand dollars? How much could a banana be? A thousand dollars? Can't. I don't. Yeah. 
Totally. Um, <laughs> you got to yeah, get I mean, fresh off the plantation. 24-hour delivery. Yeah. And meanwhile, they're just like, you know, the ones they bought from Whole Foods. And they just fly the helicopter there because it's, you know, it's a oh, good yeah, grift. Definitely. It's all upside. It's all upside. <laughs> um, so, yeah, politicians being the worst. The fucking worst. Yeah, and, like, the, they're not even, like, the Republicans aren't even, like, obeying populism anymore. Well, I mean, they never really did, but they're not doing it now either. Yeah. And... Like, Trump is all yeah. like, I want to give everyone $2,000. You get $2,000. You get $2,000. And then when it actually comes out, it's like getting $600. Or the, or you had, <laughs> and it's a tax rebate, and you're not actually getting money. You're getting it in advance. Yeah. The taxes you were going to get refunded next year. It's, it's like. It's so awful. It's so fucking. Trump, in his like tremendous wisdom, went after this German pharmaceutical company that is actively like racing to make a cure for coronavirus and mm-hmm. tried mm-hmm. to buy it out and exclusively reserve the right to produce the drugs in the United States instead of what these guys are doing of just trying to get something fucking out into global distribution. They mm-hmm. very. Mm-hmm understandably told him to go fuck himself and the german government also proceeded to say please like get bent and leave yeah Yeah, it's it's like it's not looking good it's like this guy has some like compulsion to kick puppies like he does stupidly evil shit in ways that are totally counterproductive it's like it's it's got to be a compulsion like because just some of the shit he does is just like we're looking at a total breakdown of the normal political calculus. It's yeah, it's gonna be really, really dumb. Most it's like most politicians are going to act like absolute just dumbasses, like chickens with their heads cut off. They will not know what to do because they've been running off this same script for years, and. Like, they've had a hard enough time just responding to just Bernie Sanders running, mm-hmm. let alone an actual crisis that they can't solve by just handing rich people more money. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is there is basically no leadership right now. Um, Not there coming is, from Washington, anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's so fucking ridiculous. And, like, I know the other podcasts are gonna beat this to death. Um, but, basically, the thing is, is that when this crisis first started, they briefed a lot of, you know, the Republicans, the Democrats, um, you know, members of Congress. And, like, at least five of them that we can know for sure, including, like, Diane Feinstein and several Republicans, they basically just, you know, they insider traded. They um, dumped any positions they thought were vulnerable and bought uh, stuff that you might need for, you know, isolation and such, like 
you know, investing in video conferencing, shit like that. Um, we'll try not to belabor it too much because, I, like, you know, this is this is a fairly standard form of like corruption. This is, like, this is, like, in the grand scheme of things, of the good ship global capitalism has hit an iceberg and is going down. This is zooming in on that one rich asshole who punted a child overboard to get on a lifeboat. Yeah, that that's all. And then he fell yeah, out of the lifeboat. But and, you know, meanwhile, it's like, it's like if well, it's also, meanwhile the fucking ship is sinking. It's also as if like every normal cruise had people doing that and were explicitly allowed to. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, not the first time. Like, it happened. is explicitly legal to do insider trading if you're a senator. Well, like, you're not like as of 2012, <laughs> it at least is disclosed, and in theory, it's illegal. But they never prosecute this shit. Like, no member. I mean, are you gonna really prosecute a United States sin? They've done something so egregious; they have no choice but to throw them under the bus. Yeah. No, it's no, no one gives a no shit. one gives a shit. no, particularly and not so. I mean, we all we all know our politicians are by and large corrupt. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're they're all on the take to some degree or another, and they're all. I mean, it's a rounding error. The number of people who aren't on the take, you know who, like one yeah. of them is. We all know who that one yeah. person like, is. Like all like three of them, maybe. Like mm-hmm. and Yeah. Well, but then when you where you've got like in the United States getting your usual like blend of just you know, appalling but dying and winking accepted levels of corruption. Like the United Kingdom has instead said, you know, like take Thomas Malthus's horribly awful kill the poor bullshit out for a test drive and see how it goes. Oh, yeah. They're, like, just, like, do we have to do anything to stop people from dying? Because, like, I hear it's mainly for an old people. Yeah, but this was... They don't help their economy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like... They're a drain on society. We can just be rid of them. It's it, it's no problem. Like, like Trump and the Republican Party have responded to this with, like, a astounding but kind of expected levels of stupidity well even then in their in trump's speeches he mentioned nursing homes and stuff like 10 times and like nothing else yeah like he's protecting his base at the minimum but he's but he's mostly like being reflexive and being stupidly corrupt in these stupidly petty ass ways that don't get him anything but like Boris Johnson, the Tories, like, almost seem like, at times, when the news first hit, they went, this could be a golden opportunity to do whatever the fuck mm-hmm. we want. Yeah. Which is kill, 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 kill the poor. Yeah. Like, they're pushing for an emergency powers bill parliament right now that would allow the police to detain anyone who is suspected of being infected. Just full stop. Boom. We think you have coronavirus. Come with us. And the, Let's put oh, you into some confined corners. What I love about that is how utterly meaningless it is. And it's, yeah, and it basically it would give the police the power to detain people. He is asking for these powers for a two-year period. So it's like, mm, yeah, totally not putting on the Reich there. You're totally not seeing this as a golden opportunity. They uh, They want to pull some, like, children of men bullshit. Like, they were actually... Oh, yeah. 
like they only just like like earlier this week the when they were facing questions about why they haven't shut schools down yet because ireland shut schools down like a week ago italy has been on lockdown for at least like Mm -hmm. two weeks now so there's been the question coming up quite a bit and like people at home and stuff like people like even like showing up and doing like tiny little protests right outside schools being like why are these still open this is a massive public health risk the argument that came back from cabinet was if we close all schools and universities in the kingdom in the same fashion as done in ireland it would knock three percent off the gdp fuck the gdp no one cares that was one of the main arguments they gave was if the thing that is necessary for not killing people needlessly it would make numbers sad and that's bad they closed all the pubs in Ireland before St. Patrick's Day. Like, they took oh, this yeah. fucking serious. <laughs> and instead, Boris Johnson goes, well, I think bars and pubs and theaters and restaurants should close, and these venues should consider public health and blah, blah, blah. But he didn't, like, actually give an order until, like, March 20th, at, like, the end of the news day, to actually do that. And the thing that's so incredibly shitty about that is that means all those businesses, if they had voluntarily chosen to close, would not be able to claim loss of revenue on their insurance because they were not actually ordered to close. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, it was very near, uh, it was very nearly a bloodbath for the entire industry. It was, this is like... It might still be one. Probably will anyway, but it still is just... Like, all the shit that Trump and the Republicans are doing, they're spasmodically lashed. Congressional Democrats are being, like, absolutely fucking useless, as always. Like, they, whatever. They, they, mm-hmm. they don't really deserve They really are just doing what you would expect and being completely useless and means testing everything. It's, mm-hmm. but the Tories are actively going, neat, we get to use the do whatever that, and fuck the poor as much as we can get away with oh yeah they're totally like knives out using this as an opportunity to be shitty and consolidate their elections already happened they're in power for five more years they can do whatever they want yeah they're not going to see consequences they really they actually legally could just turn k into like a full-on fascist police state with like two acts (laughs) like yeah it it would be it would take an act of parliament to dissolve the governments of scotland wales that's all it would take yeah like, that would be like Donald Trump went neat. I'm dissolving New York, California, and Washington State. Beyond. Like, it, it's, it'd be so... No, it's it's pretty bad there. And this is, like, in, in... Like, you can compare it to, like, other responses. Like, even just in America. Like, you're seeing stuff like Gavin Newsom just going ham. A 40 million... Fucking absolute child. 40 million Californians are on shelter in place like and he's like literally said in a speech on sunday before the shelter place we're not some small isolated state we're a nation state (laughs) he's gavin newsom is just like i am king of the country of california right now and everyone must fight coronavirus Uh, and he's doing it like like well like pelosi's sitting there going well but we have to test it to make sure that it goes to the right targeted demographics newsom's like fuck it i'm taking over empty hotels to use as overflow bed space and to house the homeless the end yeah it's (laughs) 
It's like the end. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. at the and on like in January he introduced a bill before shit really started blowing up, saying, "Hi, so we would like California to set up a state-owned drug company to manufacture generic drugs." So he's already like, "Nope, fuck this." Yeah, and this is the same guy that said he that like California will do its own space program so that it can do its own weather satellites if Trump bans like weather satellites from collecting climate data and stuff like that. He's made sure that it was legal to ban evictions right now and thus like san francisco already did that and of course like he should have just stopped all eviction but oh it's he's doing better than basically every other governor in head of yeah like Like, he's doing everything short of what would get him stabbed a bunch of people a legislature at this point yeah oh my god imagine imagine gavin newsom just like state like there's like a friggin like he's like on this like stage in like la like away from sacramento and like there's like a person announcing like all your rents will be paid for the next four months (laughs) according to the will of governor gavin newsom and then he goes back to friggin sacramento and like just you know yeah it's too pelosi (laughs) it's just so like he's just absolutely being like nope don't give a fuck we're going to make this happen and we're going to fucking Mm -hmm. deal with this uh pelosi's gonna have like three voters in the mission district and shaheed badar is gonna win (laughs) yeah it's so most absolute <laughs> class act that's happened out in the United States was Bernie fucking Sanders. Yeah. Bernie oh, yeah. motherfucking yeah, Sanders. Absolutely. You know, Biden is still, well, I mean, actually, what is Biden doing? Is anyone... Uh, Biden, Biden is... is... You know, probably what's really happening is that Biden is, like, socially isolating. He's doing the social distancing so that... Because he's, like, 100 years old and, like, barely alive. And if he caught it, he would die instantly. He would just evaporate on contact with a coronavirus. Which is why, which is why the wrong person coughs, the wrong person coughs on Joe and he like dissolves like a fucking Thanos snap, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why, which is why we're credible, um, credible sources on the digital podcast left believe that Joe Biden may in fact be dead and that all of his Zoom oh uh, conference appearances are deep fakes. Totally. It's certainly I mean, possible. Yeah, That's they fine. look so amateurish, but like who gives a shit? We already know he can't do a Zoom conference. Even when he was alive, he couldn't do one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when he was asked about like, well, what could I be doing what he could be doing for like coronavirus and the response. And he was like, well, what are people expecting me to do? It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, meanwhile, Bernie Sanders, when he got asked, well, what's your campaign going to be doing? Immediately goes, uh, we're in the middle of a fucking crisis right now. Yeah. Fuck off, dude. I'm trying to save the lives of like, you know, millions of Americans and like trying to keep the end of the world from happening. So just fuck off right now. Yeah. I'm yeah. busy. It's like I'm being yeah, you cussed out a reporter. Who warned everybody and I'm madly trying to duct tape enough things in time that we don't all 
probably. Yeah. 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 He, he kind of is the guy in the disaster movie who's like spent the past year being like, we're all gonna die. And then like, we're all gonna like, die if you don't oh, do something immediately. Guy. Yeah. And most people were like, oh, I don't think we're gonna die. And then as soon as people start, start dying, he, they're just like, Bernie, that crazy old man. I don't remember him saying anything about us all dying. Yeah. And he is like Ugh. he's not giving other candidates any shit, which is pretty impressive, given circumstances, yeah. and has like mobilized his campaign apparatus to help with virus response. So it's like Yeah, that is good. Damn. That's like shit. When's the last time that happened? <laughs> I don't think it's ever happened. Who's like I mean like who's needed to do this? Like when is this ever needed to be done? Let alone had someone had the chance to do it and then did it you know mm. like this is like some ancient roman shit it feels like where he's just like a senator who's using his like vast resources to personally help the ill during a time of plague you know yeah like uh-huh. Or then you get these, like, provincial governors, like, proconsul Newsom going, right, I'm locking down on the legions, and I'm just gonna get shit done, and if you get in my way, I will stab you repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I'm the guy with the- I'm the guy in control of 100,000 armed men, so <laughs> I'm just gonna do what I want. <laughs> yeah. And Trump doesn't seem to be, like, paying attention to anything, so whatever. Honestly, if Trump was, like- the like fascist that like we all were scared he was going to be and he had a brain in his stupid skull he would easily just be like oh it's a martial law right now uh no more gatherings of 25 or more in the entire country uh if we see you out on the streets immediate arrest you know that kind of thing and it would have been game over he would just he would he would basically cancel all the primaries which would throw yeah. and then, the whole Democratic primaries into a disarray, and they wouldn't know what they're doing all the way to November 4th, and he would just win by Yeah, and for the safety of the of all the candidates, everyone's being placed in social isolation. Yeah, exactly. Like, the Secret Service is protecting all of the potential candidates for the presidency from uh, attempts to infect them by... I, by putting them on house arrest. Yeah, if Trump actually knew what the fuck he was doing, or if the Republican Party thinking on any level beyond staying in office and keeping the graft going, then this would be game over. But they are like they are sufficiently fucking up that you're getting to a point where like Gavin Newsom in California and to like a lesser degree, like some of the other state governors like uh, Cuomo in New York and Inslee in Washington are basically going, yeah, fuck it. We're running our own policy on this. Yeah, yeah. They're doing things that like, at, at a different time would be very fought against in the courts i would say but right now they can just do whatever they want and so you know good guy gavin is just housing the homeless you know he's just like i'm putting them in the hotels that aren't being used because i put the state on lock like yeah simply that yeah and it's if you know elections still somehow happen in 2020 he would be like and he'd probably run on a platform or something I will send the Marines to reclaim offshore tax revenue in the Cayman Islands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking go to war with the UK. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. 
I'd love that. <laughs> I want to go to war with the UK, by the way. I like I want a rematch for 1812. <laughs> yeah, we all back owed taxes in the Caribbean at gunpoint. <laughs> Vote Newsom. Yeah. Newsom to leave 2024. You love to see it, folks. <laughs> nah, it's a uh... call it now. <laughs> I, I on it. I, I, I mean, hey, I mean, I don't know. It, yeah. I mean, we might want to be careful with that because so far, like, killed the oil industry and the iPhone. And what else do we like? What other industries did we like call we're going to die and now they're dying? Well, we called the stock market. Oh, that's true. So, yeah, I mean, uh-huh. hedging with, yeah, Newsom to leave. Uh, the, the, uh, the small bank debt crisis hasn't hit, though, yet. Yet. Yet, what I think is going to happen is the Democratic Party, if they don't elect Bernie Sanders as the primary nominee, it's dead. It's dead. It will be a nothing party losers who still think that the establishment matters. It'll be like five consultants in a trench coat. Yeah. If Bern, if Bernard does not become president in November, if he doesn't become president-elect in November, then the United States is probably over. Honestly, I think we're going to hit stuff like the fall of the USSR. You know, like capitalism it's is true. already going to be over. Full stop. Capitalism yeah. as we know it is fucked. Whatever is going to is a really interesting question, but the current way of doing business is fucked. It is not going to come back. It can't. We, I mean, some, I mean, some of our non- needs to be, honestly, like, a president who is willing to just fucking bulldoze Congress over whether or not, like, mining, railroads, and banking should be nationalized. You know? Like, that's the level at which we're at. Yeah. And, like, and it would be entirely likely, like, anyone going into office like the airline industry is already saying we need a bit that would also be like something like 50 billion dollars enough money to buy out the airline industry anyway like whoever is coming into office no matter what this fall is going to be either shoveling bullshit money onto the fire or they're going to have to nationalize industry assuming some haven't already been nationalized by that because there's no other option uh-huh yeah. and there's like yeah because like we need to uh, in order to survive as a functional economy and not fall into pieces and wars like the soviet union america does need to get to a level of state involvement in the economy that is at least current china's level yeah yeah i mean like that's partially why china's handled coronavirus so much better uh, they literally built new hospitals from scratch inside like two weeks to house quarantine patients. Like they went neat. We're mobilizing resources. We can deal with the money thing later. I genuinely think that rural health is going to be a bloodbath. The cities will be fine insofar as anyone can be fine in this day and age, in this time of monsters. But. We have neglected rural health for so long that there's not going to be 
there's not going to be enough beds. There's not going to be enough fill layers. And not, uh, there's probably not even going to be enough chloroquine, uh, hydroxychloroquine to, um, to save everyone. Like, this is, this is fucking bad. We, they're not going to respond. That's, that's the thing. That's what scares me. They're just gonna, they're gonna write off, um, small town America, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, just leave all these dumb bastards to die. Um, all these rules that, you know, voted for Trump and all that stuff. And it's like, nobody, nobody fucking deserves that. Yeah. Nobody fucking deserves that. No, this is, people are being left to die. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't be surprised in like by 2021, like half of our listeners lost their jobs or their school was shut down and they can't really go to school anymore. That kind of thing. And like, so we're looking at a situation where the hospitals don't have the and the individuals don't have the resources either. Well, and nothing like hits home more of how bad this one thing from NBC News that starts mm-hmm. off very optimistically with this system is doomed. And what they did was they surveyed like over 250 healthcare workers just asking about access to gear and circumstances they're operating under. Pretty much everybody they spoke to said there were shortages of protective equipment of things like masks, gloves, gowns, respirators, like all the things to basically stop healthcare workers from becoming vectors of disease. But all of them are dealing with shortages. All of them are being forced to like ration sanitary wipes and Clorox wipes and bleach and reuse surgical masks. Just like, this is now. It is happening now. This isn't like what they're expecting. This is overwhelming the hospital system now. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, most of this is the urban uh, hospitals, which are better equipped for this. Yeah. There were a lot of rural hospitals that had to do that in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. So so this is any number of things should be happening. And the fact that this is such a catastrophe is part of we have uh, the system we're living under is this fucked and is built in a way to make this a catastrophe, to make responding to a health crisis an economic catastrophe of unprecedented proportions. Yeah. So, okay. One last thing on that note. There is an article. We're going to link to it in the show notes if you want to get a sense for how bad things are going to get. And, you know, in rural America, like, I used to live in this part of Tennessee that the article talks about. Okay, like, they're not ready. They weren't ready. That, that article was written, like, nine months ago before the coronavirus happened. And the TLDR of it was that there is basically no health care. There's a hospital, like, there's a hospital in Chattanooga. Um, this, the article was written about Cleveland, uh, Tennessee. There's, like, hospitals in Chattanooga, but they're, they're going to be overwhelmed. Uh, there's a small hospital in Dayton, which is a town that's, like, 20 minutes north of uh, Cleveland. It's overwhelmed. 
I'm gonna call it right now. That that hospital is already overwhelmed. If it's not, I will be shocked. Um, and if it isn't now, it will be in two weeks. And all of this was happening a year ago, six months ago, three months ago. The coronavirus is not going to improve. It's it's bad. It's it's worth reading to see just how bad things are. I'm not trying to doomer here, but that that is the reality that rural America faces. Yeah, that they've I'm, been basically left. I'm to die. willing to doomer here. I am willing to do. I think. Well, I mean, we've been doomer. It's not doomering if you're being realistic. Yeah, I, yeah. we're being realistic about this. This isn't like we're not sitting here going capitalism is fucked because we genuinely want it, because we're desperately wishing it be so. We're saying capitalism is fucked because like some of the high priests of capitalism are saying capitalism is fucked. This is according to the the capitalist own statistics, the worst crisis capitalism has ever. Faced. Yeah. And yeah. What that means is that regular people are going to have hard and regular people we need to stick together. Yeah. Yeah. Because they are um, all, they're going to be running for the votes. They, well, they already are running for the votes. They are showing no evidence showing that must, that the capitalist class in any sense is reacting to this. They're all just running for the votes and damn yeah. anyone who gets in the way. Yeah. Yeah. We're and kind so, of being left to our own devices, which can be good, honestly. Yeah. This is presenting the greatest opportunity because we're being left to our own devices. This does present an unparalleled opportunity mm-hmm. for the working class. Right now, just since coronavirus hit, two unions have formed. And that's in Portland. impressive. It's yeah. in Portland. Yeah. In Portland. And so... And this is, I mean, on one hand, conventional organizing is going to be disrupted. Conventional actions are going to be much more to do under these circumstances but on the other hand social isolation means most of the population is going to be locked in and plugged in to a much higher degree than they've probably for many people ever had their entire life along with having like a more kind of like having to be in confined space with the same people or even just by themselves in a way that they haven't ever like that's going to change the way that people look at things and how people act yeah yeah and honestly like people are talking to their neighbors people are sharing things it's yeah in right now a lot of groups have entirely switched over mm-hmm. to just like focusing entirely on mutual aid yeah yeah it's it, it's and i think it's something that will it shall it works because people will because it works yeah yeah and because it works it's all we've got it's all we've got we don't no one has a choice anymore mutual aid is the only way forward and if we use this opportunity to forge our movement in this in this crucible i mean it sounds a little no it doesn't sound ghoulish let's not kid ourselves here it, it this is, yeah. This is the yeah. Pause. We we didn't create this crisis. They fucked up. Like we, this was not us. This was them. This was always them. It's always been them. And now, yeah. 
we are having an opportunity to take stock and actually talk to each other and process this shared experience that they inflicted on us. Yeah. And so that that like this is that can't be wasted. When people are all people always talk about like waiting for the correct opportunity to organize uh when the material conditions are right. When the stars align. Right. And that's now, folks. Yeah. It's now. Get out there. Buy guns and ammo. Buy medicine. Buy starters. It's spring right now. Fucking dig up your yard and start. Get 3D printers, simple DIY kits. Like, there was a... And there's, like, ways that people are using this to really help out. Like, that a doctor just sort of... Not discreetly, but basically sort of unofficially went on facebook and said hi we're running out of math and we need resupply and they put out and within like hours people like just people within the bay area dug up like a diy instruction guide for how you can turn like a t-shirt into a perfectly functional n95 mask and they were flooding the hospital with donations within yeah exactly exactly there's been hospitals in italy that have been have just like pulled out 3d printers making respirators on the spot well respirator valves like i'll I'll go into that a little since this is kind of my bag so what's what's happening is that a respirator when you've got like a full service one one that's you know meant to actively supply you all the air that um they all need something called a venturi valve these valves are delicate they cannot be autoclaved or otherwise sterilized so once you use one on a patient, that's it. You can't reuse it. If it breaks, you also can't reuse it, obviously. And they were running out. So what happened was was they started contacting, you know, medical engineering firms and um, other companies that do this kind of thing. And they found one who was willing to take a busted valve of theirs and basically you know reprint it and now they have the valves they need these ventilators running indefinitely to you know actually accept new patients instead of just letting them die because you know there's we can't ventilate you and there's all kinds of ways people are just doing mutual aid and direct action getting it and that's what we've always needed and that's what will always work like even in places where there aren't groups that were active and organized like in well like here in the uk there started at like a couple of like this happened over the course of like four days it started with like a couple of like neighborhoods in glasgow that started just for like mutual aid west mutual aid south side like stuff like that like based on the city's wards and within a day it snowballed into a larger mutual aid glasgow and then like a day later it like ballooned out to being like the hub for like organizing mutual aid all over scotland within the course of like three days yeah things are moving fast oh yeah as for practical y'all can do like we're gonna link uh, some resources the like with the diy stuff I mean, some of this is about relieving the load on, you know, protective equipment. Like, if you can get yourself, like, a reusable mask that, like, get or make, you know, something in that category. Like, even if it doesn't, 
Even if it's not like raid for hospital wear or whatever. Like it'll be good for going out or whatever. Yeah. Cause yeah, exactly. And it'll save the equipment that hospitals need for them. Yeah. Just finished making one today, actually. Mm-hmm. Like it's nice, nice. Yeah. So you The I only like... reason I haven't made one is because I'm out of money. <laughs> Fair enough. Um really need to get on that um <laughs> and like you can also do stuff like and we mentioned it last week basically when you're doing work you can let on your computer you can let some of your processing space be used to help do calculations for medical research there's like we're also going to link to like some group like some to some sites that are talking about like that are listing information for local and regional mutual aid groups all over the world um Mostly in the U.S. and some in the U.K., but they're starting to like spread all over the place. It's uh, there's also like a really good one from Crime Think, like a good just sort of practical guide of what to do. Yeah. Oh, nice. So there's there is stuff that this can feel really powerless, but we actually have a lot more power than we give ourselves credit for right now, and it's up to us. Like just like it always. We is. built this world, and we can keep running it. Yeah, <laughs> and we can build a new one. Yeah, I mean, nothing better shows that than the homeless moms in L.A. who took over a bunch of homes that were empty but owned by Caltrans and are sheltering in place with their kids and saying, nope, we need to do this. These homes were vacant. No one was living here. Yeah, this crisis is a crisis that has been a long time coming, and people have felt it for a long time. People have been coming together slowly and radicalizing slowly and there is a far more stable base of people who know what must be done than there was back in 2008 yeah and the problems are so much worse now but i think we can rise to the occasion i think we can build a new world from the ashes of the old burned down by coronavirus and depression and it's all up to it's all up to you. Yeah. The only thing we know for sure is this thing called neoliberal capitalism is dead. Even if it doesn't know it yet, it is fucking dead. It res- it will not it is not capable of recovering the circumstances without significant changes to how it operates. So what we're looking at is we could see some kind of really shitty gangster capitalist Johnson's trying to do in the UK, which would basically be like neoliberalism but more punching you in the face. It could be some kind of state capitalism, like what they're doing in China, or like what's going on in Singapore, and what Russia kind of sort of does. What Russia wishes it was doing. Or it could be something else. It could be something better. It could be something that we have a say in, for once. That actually does things like the four-hour workday, and everyone has a home, and food, and time to do with what they will all right well i guess that's a wrap thanks everyone for listening to chop shop economic we're with you in solidarity and we hope you don't get coronavirus please don't get coronavirus it's not fun good luck good luck to everyone till next time